Good morning, West Coast. Good afternoon, East Coast. Welcome to the Nights of Awakening blog. Excuse me. Welcome to the Ashwa Nights blog talk radio show produced by the Knights of Awakening. Thank you so much for joining us today for the conclusion of the Jedi vs. Sith-ism Back to Basics. And I'm joined by my fellow Ashla Masters, Masters Edge and Bane, the gentlemen who are responsible for the Knights of the, the, the Knights of Awakening Blog Talk Radio program, and the producers of all the shows under their under their banner. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for being here with me today as we finish up this title. I think we have our first caller on the line, Chaos. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? All right. Uh, oh, good, good, good. Okay, so let's get right into this. Uh, last week, we covered a lot of material about the Jedi and the Sith. Some, some, some over, some overview uh, bullet points about who they are, uh, how they're structured, how they're organized, what they represent, and what they believe. We talked about this because. Uh, ever since the prequels, there's been a mass, a, 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 just a, a massive explosion in uh, Jedi-related website communities and um, uh, physical communities that have that seek to embody or personify um, characters or the essence of the philosophy and ideal, the ideals of the Jedi way, and also the Sith. Um, so we wanted to kind of talk about this because uh, it, it's just been a it, it was a huge thing several years ago. It's kind of quieted down a little bit, starting to pick back up because uh, uh, Lucasfilm has a, um, uh, along with I think Bioware, they're coming out with a massive MMO, which we're thinking is um, probably going to kick kickstart some some interest back into the philosophies. But most importantly. The, this, the Jedi Sith ideology philosophy has galvanized so many people to research history, science, religion, uh, spirituality, uh, philosophy, uh, politics. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of kind of become like head start for a lot of these um, the, a lot of these interests where people you know we see these things every day we grow we grew up with them and you know. Outside, you know, major uh, uh, happenings or, or interests, we do take some, we do participate and take some interest in them. But when we find something that captures the essence of all these things and it puts it in some type of media where we can hear it, see it, um, be a part of it, it sort of spoon feeds it to us in a sen- in, in a way where we're like, wow, uh, I'm kind of interested in this. I think I can get behind this or you know this is some this is a part this is something that i've grown up with that i really speaking about religion or or, or spirituality i've grown up with this it was kind of pushed on me it was kind of shoved on me my whole life i kind of walked away from it but here it is in a in a way where i could sort of get behind that if this was something that was practiced out there you know let me get online and see if anybody actually does this oh there's like hundreds of websites web communities lots of uh uh physical um, uh, groups that 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 are out there that are doing this. So it's it's the the tones and 
the chords that we find in the spirituality and the philosophy of the Jedi and the Sith have resonated with people, and it has been huge. Um, so huge that, uh, you know, like anything else, any kind of proliferation in anything, there's always going to be a great many interpretations, a great many debates, discussions about how it should be recognized in practice and how it shouldn't. And that's sort of where we're at right now. We're kind of going back to the basics. We're reviewing some of the over, we're taking an overview of a lot of the, the, the bullet pointed tenets of both philosophies sort of getting back to the grassroots of how it was first um, represented or, or, or illustrated and how it's become represented in, in, in the real world. So we covered a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of overview as far as structure, organization, um, belief systems. You know, the old, both groups believe in the life force energy uh, known as the force. Both groups have a strict code, a strict set of tenets and ideology. Both both orders at one point manifested and boasted uh, a full uh, uh, a full order um, in the sense that there were hundreds to thousands of knights and lords on on either side. And um, when you have that kind of when you have that kind of and, and both groups are able to tap in to commune and connect with the life force energy of the universe, the force, and uh, manifest it to uh, to do wonderful things. They to to enhance uh, physical abilities, extrasensory perception, um, and with that kind of power comes a lot of response. Has comes with great responsibility, and both groups have one group in particular looks at the ability to tap in the force as a means to just celebrate it and celebrate your humanity with it and use it to your ends and your means and do what, you know, you you feel is what you need to do to, um, you know, be a better person, I guess, in the sense of, you know, the Sith. And the Jedi feel that it should be in reservation. It should be um, manifested and cultivated for peace and and calm, patience, um, you know, harmony and, and things of that nature. Even though when we read the fiction, we often touch on themes where the Sith and their over, you know, their, their, their power and their passion, their need to kind of push or enforce their will is not always as, it's not always as uh, dominant as the peaceful way of the Jedi. Sometimes the peaceful way can be just as or more destructive to to people around them than um, the Sith way. So it's very interesting how both of these groups come together. The schisms that have happened in the fiction, which illustrate much of which are taken from history, which are taken from many lessons, many many realities that um, our you know, our human culture has has, has uh, 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 experienced throughout time. So. We're looking at the Jedi and the Sith, and we're looking at uh, the Republic and all the other groups and, and entities. We're actually looking at our own culture, um, just sort of repackaged and reformatted in, in a you know a, fan, a, a, a big fantasy space saga. So let's sort of get into this. Last week we covered. Let me just pull up my. Last week we covered the Force. We covered the Jedi. We covered the Sith. We covered the both organizations. Um, 
this week we're going to touch on. Now we've talked about on other shows. We've talked about both the codes. We've, 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 and and you know, being a member of this community, everybody on this panel is a, you know, has been. A, we've been in these communities years, so we've talked about all these things. We've explored the codes. We've explored the tenants. We've explored the difference between both groups. We've talked about the interpret how the very the the, the many ter- interpretations have been personified in reality. How people um, have con- constructed these wet, uh, these orders and how they uh, how people uh, either represent the the fiction as it is, or people take a little bit and they they harken back to reality, or some people just drop everything that has to do with the fiction and just. We've talked about it all. Anything that you can possibly think of in any permeation, we have discussed it ad nauseum for, for years. So we're not going to do that again. But what we're going to do is we're going to kind of touch on this, and we're going to get into some character, some character basics. And not character in the sense of the Star Wars character, but characters in the sense of uh, personality. Because we're talking about how the Jediism and the Sithism philosophies have transcended over into reality, okay? So... The first thing I want to talk about, we're going to just we're going to start off with the codes. We're not going to we're not going to really get into them. We're just going to, you know, touch on these and we're going to just ask some general questions as they pertain to human nature, okay? So the first thing we want to do is we're going to talk about the Jedi code. Now, there are a couple of codes. Um, the first code that I'm going to read to you is a rewrite, an update if you will, because the old code I think the um, the writers and, and much, you know, as any kind of co- um, construct starts to evolve, you start to see the flaws in it. So let me read both of these and, and, and let me see if you guys can determine what, if, if you sense a change and why you think the change has come about. So the new code goes emotion, yet peace, peace rather, ignorance, yet knowledge, passion, yet serenity. Chaos, yet harmony. Death, yet the force. Okay? The old, the old code went like this. There is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. Now here's a line that is often omitted, but it is part of the, um, the code. Uh, we have a caller? Hello? 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 Hi. Hello. Hi. Is this Allie? Yeah. By the way, you have that flip. The one you're reading off right now is the updated version. Uh, the, uh, the, the one I'm reading right now, is this, is this the updated version? Yes, that's the updated version. Oh, okay, my <laughs> mistake. So, so okay, so the uh, emotion yet peace, ignorance yet knowledge, passion yet serenity, chaos yet harmony, death yet the force. That was the old one. Okay, this actually works out even better. The new one is emotion. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. Here's a line that you can either put in or take out. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. Now, this particular code, the one I just read, is sort of the standard. I mean, we all kind of came up with this code. We all used it in our teachings and our learning. So, um, I'm more familiar with this one. Now, we've talked about this code many times, and we've, t- we've explored how, um, you know, how either it is, compl- it is really, really, really ambiguous in a lot of, it's just very ambiguous code, or interpretation, rather, 
or it is very specific and so so specific that it is it is confining. It is philosophically and idealistically confining. The old code, emotion yet peace, ignorance yet knowledge, passion yet serenity, chaos yet harmony, death yet the force. Okay, that seems to, when you read it, that seems to invite a little bit more room, a little bit more uh, space to kind of philosophically, spiritually, idealistically, just kind of be, you can be broad with that. You can take that and you can sort of apply it in a way where you've got some options. Now, both codes however you take them, are the standard for all Jedi Knights. All decisions, all actions, all motivations stem from adhering to either one of these codes. Okay? Let me uh, let me start off with chaos, since, since you're, you are a Darksider. Okay? And I know we've talked about these things over and over and over again, so I'm just going to ask a very simple question. In your opinion, do you think that these codes accurately provide provide an accurate blueprint for for the Jedi or anybody on any philosophical or idealistic path? Within reason. Um, With, you know, the, 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 the first one, this, yet that, this, yet that, this, yet that, that's basically just trying to account for everything. I mean, it accounts for everything. You know, it, it, you, know you can be this and this, you know, you might as well call it uh, the Tao. It's it, 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 there's no real purpose difference. It's just longer. The other yep. one's more rule-based, but, uh, you know, it, it, they're both fine, I guess. I mean, you know, but but I think I think the code is a code of ideals, and people get confused with the ideals with reality, and that's where it becomes a problem. Okay. Uh, Allie, as our resident uh, uh, Jedi realist, what do you think? Do you think that these codes are are can these codes be fundamentals for people who intend to follow the Jedi path and be accurate in their representation, be accurate in their um, assistance to anybody who is seeking to be more philosophically open, more idealistically accepting, more spiritually? Um, uh, sensitive. What do you think? Do you think that these are appropriate for uh, 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 up-and-coming Jedi or anybody who just wants to follow the Jedi ideal and not really get attached to all the tenets, but would these be a, a, a good basis for, 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 for the Jedi to follow their path or anybody that just wants to just kind of want to, you know, a, 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 a good sort of roadmap on life? Well, I think it's I think they're both good, um, but they have to be interpreted correctly. And really, that's something that we've been developing through the years, and we've got it pretty much set in stone how we how we teach it. But I've got to say, the original one sounds better to me because it's more true to how life is, whereas the other one makes you kind of feel like you're supposed to be stoic all the time and. Like, there is no emotion, there is peace. Okay, but you can't always 110% be at peace. There's going to be chaotic situations. You're always going to have stress. So what you're supposed to be doing is seeking out peace. So emotion yet peace makes more sense to me. So uh, to me, the codes are too 
cryptic in nature, and they need to be redefined. But and that's something I've been saying recently, and also something that's been uh, that came to mind when I was having an argument with, um, or well, a debate rather, with Hannigan about the Bible on another board. <laughs> yeah, it's just too cryptic. Okay, so. Let me ask you this, seeing how, and, and I'm only going from my memory, I haven't, you know, we haven't been a part, I mean, we're part of the communities, but we really, as you know, we, we you know, kind of sort of stepped away from the uh, the, Jedi, the Jedi identity, and, and we still interact with all our friends, all our brothers and sisters, yet we sort of don't get into a lot of the debates, and, and we don't keep up on really what's been happening with, um, you know, the Jedi philosophy as it's been, if it has been evolving, my question to you is, as we used to teach the Jedi way, my biggest problem as a teacher was trying to bring students to a place where they understood that uh, this isn't as specific as you just touched on. This isn't as specific as you might interpret it. Now, the problem with that is different people interpret it different ways. And as we know, many people bounce from one community to another community to another community. Do you think there should be some standard in definition for the interpretation of the code. What do you think? I believe there should be, yes. There should be some basic standard, right? Right. Because otherwise you have people that... The Jedi community needs to come together in at least the basics for those standards that you would outline in the code. Otherwise you're going to have the same issue that we've been having with people that have no idea what the community is and they create organizations that don't have a clue what they're doing because they didn't really study. And I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm not going to name any names. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, you know, that's an issue we've been facing. But if we could all come together and have a basic, hey, this is the standard, then we could eventually push, make sure that all those other people that say, hey, I'm a Jedi and they don't even know what they're talking about, we can go to people and say, no, this is really what it is. This is what's agreed upon across the board. All right, that's fair. Now, the antithesis we've talked about, uh, and we have we have Charles on the line. Charles. Good to be here. Just made it in. Hey, hey buddy, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. All right, I we were I don't know how much of this you 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 had heard, but we are talking about the Jedi Code. We're not really, you know, analyzing and breaking each line down. We're just asking the simple. We, we've we've talked about we 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 we're talking about both codes. You know, this yet that, this yet that, this this that, and then the you know the 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 traditional code that we've all grown up with. My simple question is, do you think that these codes are 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 these are these codes as they are appropriate for any would-be Jedi that wants to first understand the Jedi philosophy and walk the path? And second, do you think that anybody who just really doesn't want to get into the communities, really doesn't want to you know be a part of you know what we're doing, but wants to sort of embrace you know a, a, a DAO, if you will, um, would these be appropriate for them to um, to get involved in as they are? What do you think? Well, I think that the code is the core of the Jedi philosophy, but I think it's what you've really got to take both the Skywalker code and the uh, Old Republic code to really get the core of what a Jedi is. But when you take both of those codes put together, yes, that is the core, and that is also 
the uh, the Teo of the Jedi, or the, the Tao of the Jedi, rather, I should say. All right, and, and really quick, uh, and Allie weighed in on this, and I didn't ask Chaos because Chaos is sort of a dark sider, and I don't I think Chaos is going to have a very pragmatic answer, which is basically, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not speaking for you, Chaos, but I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you think. Um, my other question really quick was, uh, uh, do you think – that there should be some standardized death, some standardized at the at the most basic the most basic 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 level as to what these these tenets of the Jedi code really mean. I mean, we we've, we've all talked about what the Jedi code means and what it sh- how it should be interpreted, but you know, as Ali pointed out earlier, you know, you know, you're not really supposed to not have uh, uh, you know, you can have a mo, you can have passion, you can have a little ignorance, you can have a little bit of this, you can have a little bit of that, you know. So, do you think there should be some standard? Because you know, most people bounce from site to site to site, and how we might teach it, and how Allie might teach it, and how so and so might teach it, they're getting you know several different perspectives that can be very conflictive. Do you do you think that there should be some standard as in, as far as as description and definition on the most basic level of the code? Well, yeah, and I think that that comes back to what I said about taking both the Skywalker and the Old Republic Code. The Skywalker Code is a line in the sand. This is what makes you a Jedi, where the Old Republic Code says this is how you know you're acting as a Jedi when you're in this state. Okay. All right, fair enough. Okay, the antithesis, the absolute opposite of the Jedi are the Sith Lords. The Sith Lords, as we talked about last week, came about sort of by accident. Um, they, you know, they weren't uh, conjured up in in some dark uh, cavern, some recess with you know, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of evil incantations. And no, it was basically they had basic. Uh, and I'm I'm just kind of putting a little you know fun to this, but they're all on Python, uh, the home world of the Jedi. They're all pontificating over. The emblem, the, you know, the the enigmatic uh, life force energy that is the force. At some point, one of them stubs a toe, and he gets pissed off and finds that a whole well of different force powers are available to him or her uh, simply by tapping in, by accessing anger or passion or fear or sadness, and. Uh, this person goes to his or her master. They say, look, I stubbed my toe, and I found out I can shoot lightning out of my hand because I was so pissed off. Well, you want to avoid that. You don't want to pursue that. That's the dark side. That's evil. Well, well, let's talk about this, he says to his master. And the master says, no, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. This is how we do. This is how we do A, B, C, D, D. That wasn't good enough. And, and, and you know what? To be honest with you, I, I agree. It's not good enough. You simply do not say no. And this is, and that's the end of it. There has to be an explanation why. There has to be a discussion. It has to be an understand, mutual understanding as to why something is dangerous. If not for the simple fact that you know, if you touch something and you get burned, well, there it is. Um, other than that, you know, let's talk about this. Let's let's explore this. The masters did not want to. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to explore it. They knew it was the dark side because they had come to an evolved understanding an experienced way with the force that they knew what the students did not, and they didn't have the patience to teach it. They didn't have the patience to illustrate and help them understand why. So the students got together in secret 
and they stubbed their toes, and they found that they were accessing a whole plethora of different uh, uh, force abilities. And uh, their masters came, up, came upon them. They were told to stop. They refused to stop. They were cast out. There was a big, first it was a big war. It was the first schism. They were cast out. They were sent out into deep space, and they came upon the plants that we know in the fiction today, Zios, Korriban, so on and so forth, and they became uh, the Sith. These cultures had the original species of the Sith, these Darksiders, uh, 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 intermixed with these the, 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 the Sith species who practiced uh, a form of dark side alchemy. So Sith powers and alchemy came together. They came, became one, and now they became the Sith Lords. So the antithesis of the Jedi was not some cosmic division. You have one group, you have another group, the way it must be in all, in all aspects of the universe. It just simply came about. The hatred toward the Jedi came about because of the way that they were treated. They were cast out, and there might have been a couple of wars in between that kind of uh, laid waste to Korriban and Zios and a few others. So the Sith, the Sith hatred to the Jedi is not because simply they're Jedi and they believe what they believe. There's a few physical, tangible reasons why the Sith can't stand the Jedi. So the Sith, before the Rule of Two, were many. And they have their own code, which goes, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall set, shall set me free. Now, when you first hear that, you you might think, wow, that's pretty humanistic. That's pretty tangible. I always thought that. When I read that, I'm like, this is a tangible code, whereas the Jedi code is a very cosmic code. It's a very ethereal code. The Sith code, on the other hand, feels like I can touch it. It feels like I can pick it up and turn it around and feel it. It feels real to me because we're talking about constructs that are real. We're talking about lies. People tell lies all the time. People loathe people who lie. Lies are, are a path to, to pain and sadness. They're also a path to happiness and bliss. Passion goes hand in hand with lies. Passion, you feel passion when, you're, when, you, when you are in love, when you find something that, that gives you energy, that gives you a spark of, of, of creativity or drive, something that galvanizes you. Strength. Strength is another physical physical attribute. You can you can you can you can strengthen yourself. You can strengthen your mind. You can strengthen your spirit. You can you can be as strong as you want. Everything around you has 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 properties that have strength in it. Uh, wood, steel, iron, uh, 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 anything. You can rest against something and feel the strength of stability in it. Victory, another tangible act, another human thing. We can, we have, vic we can, we can have victory in, in mind, body, and spirit. History is littered with 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 tales and 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 writings of of victories. We have private victories every single day at work, at home, in our relationships. Chains, we can all get behind that. We're all living on this planet. We're all confined to this this corporal. Uh, uh, existence. We have chains. We have chains in mind, body, and spirit. We have chains in, in politics, ideology, uh, philosophy, spirituality. We have uh, chains are all around us. 
politically correct groups are telling us what not to say, what to say. They're telling us how to be and what not to be. We have chains all around us that need to be broken. The force shall, sh- shall, shall, <laughs> the force shall set me free. Excuse me. It feels human. It feels real. It feels. What am I? When you when you talk when you when you when you express the Jedi code, it's almost as if you're expressing. You're 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 trying to touch something that you can't even you can't even begin to 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 get your arms around. It's too expansive. It's too grand. It's too big. I need to have patience. I need to have calm. I need to meditate. I need to connect and commune. That's how I would do it. And in time, maybe I'll gain an eighth of of understanding in this great whole, this great expanse of 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 whatever. The Sith Code, you don't have any of that. You can pick it up and you can put it in your pocket. And it works because it's, it's, it's dealing with constructs that we deal with every single day. So my question to you, Chaos, as our resident Dark, Sword, uh, Dark, Dark Side uh, 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 representative, is the Sith Code an appropriate code for 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 would be Sith lords and or people who don't want to get involved necessarily on the online or physical uh, uh, Sith communities, but just want something to empower them, something to give them a little bit more a little bit more oomph every morning when they wake up in the and they go all out their day and do their thing. What do you think? I think it depends on whether you're using the fiction as the source of your drive, right, because that, actually, if you think about it, Sith Code didn't exist when we first saw the Sith. Um, you know, that came after. When George Lucas came, there was no mention of the Sith Code. But I think if you're going to try to follow it to the T, a letter of the fiction, it's probably not good for anybody. Um, but we've spent, you know, many years now, it's been over a decade where progressed by people who have tried to apply it so they applied empirical understanding of it. And I would follow people that have an empirical understanding rather than a movie. That's the key for either code. The movie should not be a blueprint. People who have lived the path empirically that you can, you know, talk to or even touch would be my people I would go to to learn from. And there's the difference, because one, you'll learn from somebody who's made mistakes while walking the path through a code, as opposed to somebody who's used the movie and they're kind of just using the blueprints around them. I mean, when I first used the Sith code, and I'm not going to say it's my governed body anymore, I mean, it's because I'm not idealistic, you know, and, and the Jedi code reads like the Ten Commandments to me in a lot of ways which is fine. I have nothing against the Ten Commandments. I don't want somebody to steal from me. I don't want to kill anybody. You know, it's good. Um, the Sith Code always looks like stages of progression, right? I don't even, you know, peace is a lie. There's only passion for me. Peace is irrelevant. Passion, strength, power, victory, freedom. Through one, I gain the other. It was So it was like a level of progression to reach one's goal. I could work with that. So that's you know when I when I when I look at the two codes, one I can work with, the other one's a morality. You know, it accounts for morality, it accounts for your judgment. One's moral, morally 
self-centered in a lot of ways, you know, not exclusively. The other one doesn't account for morals, which can and cannot be a bad thing. I mean, you know, everybody can irresponsibly use the Koran as much as, uh, you know, you know, or the Bible. So, and that has morals. So that, that's the way I look at it, roughly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Charles, what do you think? Well, I think when you look at the uh, Sith Code and the Jedi Code, they are polar opposites because the Jedi Code is meant to be a shield. It's to shield you from your own darker impulses so that you don't run out and, you know, attack and kill people for no apparent reason. You know, you said when the Sith first discovered their abilities, they were Jedi first, and that's true. And the thing you've got to remember is that those old masters who said just don't do this are the same ones who grabbed a hold of that sword that is Sithism, that sword that is the dark side, and cut their hand very badly. Cut their hand so badly that they never wanted their student to ever have to feel that pain. And they said, just don't ask. It's not worth it. So the Sith Code is a sword. It is a weapon for charging in through one's own path. But at the same time, much as a raging berserker, eventually you'll run out of steam. And... By the contrast with the Jedi Code, one who huddles behind a shield all day won't win a war. That's an excellent, excellent, excellent point. Uh, before I, Allie, I let you leave, and I just want to let everybody know that we're having some technical difficulties with Block Talk Radio. The chat platform is not working. I think Justin and David are fiddling it, to, fiddling with it to see if they can get it to um, uh, get it to uh, work there. So. Um, Allie, what is your thought on this, the Sith Code? Well, okay, so you were saying that you feel like the Sith Code is more humanistic. I kind of have to agree with Charles that it was written on the opposite, and honestly, the first code of the Jedi Code seems like it was the middle ground between the three, but Mm -hmm. it almost sounds like the Sith Code was written deliberately out of right. Yeah. So, yep. you know, it, it, to me, it's it's not more humanistic. It's just it was written specifically to be opposite, which is why I'm glad that the Sith community has actually taken hold of it and found a way to apply it in real life. And that's where, you know, people like Chaos and Miles and Draconis and Irvine and all them come in to help teach exactly what that's supposed to be. But like Chaos said, you're always going to have those people that come in and they always think, oh, hey, this is just like a fiction. I want to take over the world because I'm Sith, and they just don't get it. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, excellent points, you guys. This really, these are these are these are great answers. All right, so we've talked about the codes, all right, and we've talked about them as shields and spears, which I think is a wonderful analogy. Um, Let's kind of let's let's see where that where these shields and, and spears have failed us or or helped us find victory, and let's first look at the fiction. Now we're gonna just touch on the movie fiction because I think most just to be on the safe side, I don't think a lot of people who might be listening to this have read as much as we have. But when we look at the movie fiction, let's sort of go in order from one through six. We look at the most iconic character in the movie fiction, which is. Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. Now, one thing, <laughs> one thing that's always troubled me, and again, let's just disclaim this right now. Much of our discussion and much of our debate 
has to be null and void due to poor writing, uh, 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 poor script writing, okay? Um, uh, I'm going to leave it. It's going to stop there. <laughs> I got to roll. But, but let's just say that, uh, you know, we've, we've put that aside, poor script writing, and let's sort of get into some of the, the dynamics here. Anakin Skywalker uh, had a chance to spend – now, Jedi, a common practice – is to a Force-sensitive child would be detected by the Jedi Watchmen of that sector in 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 in, in the Republic, and they would um, visit the family. They would negotiate for the for the child to be brought to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant to be trained as a Jedi. Okay. Now, my issue with this is now going from a from a psychological background, from from a standpoint rather. It doesn't matter if you get the child from from day zero or day fifteen. All right. Some people believe that the character of a person's character has some has some uh, consistency in its formation very early on. So, in other words, they're going to be predisposed in some innate way to something it could be a darker side of philosophy a more middle of the road grayer side of philosophy ideology or a more a more illuminated aspect of philosophy and ideology many believe that you know the personality is just waiting it's like an egg it's just waiting to be cracked and 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 stirred and prepared so it can become what it will become which is what we are. We're parents, teachers, mentors, instructors. We're all chefs molding that potential. That that that. So, they would take the child. They would bring it to court. They would bring he or she to Coruscant or it to Coruscant, and they would train it. And then you know the child, having been having spent at least twenty years or more in constant tutelage, whether in the academy, in the order, or one-on-one with a master, they seem... The fall of a Jedi... I just could not wrap my, my, my... I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to... I don't know how to articulate this. It's just some of the... some of the, And again, a lot of this is bad writing, just to kind of keep a storyline going, to sell books, to sell, you know, whatever they're going to sell. But the amount of falls, the amount of tragic heroes that this universe this galaxy far far away produces is unreal and some of the some of the falls and how they happen is just as absurd now we look at Anakin Skywalker here's a boy gifted not just gifted in the force but gifted in 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 personality and character wise beyond his years able to see things as they are uh based on what you see in the movie. And he had a chance to be raised by... Even though they were slaves, they had a chance to be raised by a loving mother, a doting mother, who... who is... This boy is later discovered, brought to the, the council, the Jedi Council. He's eventually trained, so he had a chance to, to know parental love and to be taught fundamentals in ethics and morality from a, from a parent. From a from a loving parent, a parent that's going to hug him and tell him that that she loves him, then be taught ethics and morality 
in in a in a in a in a more civic way, in a more philosophical way, from great minds, and yet he still falls. He still falls, and he falls from the, for the most basic reason, his love for another. And not only – which is fine. It happens. We've all experienced pain in a relationship. But he falls because he misinterprets the power he, he, he has command over. He has been taught his entire life, when in doubt, do not act. Wait. See. But I guess this is true. When you're in love – and you have someone's life in your hands, and 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 a perspective. You know, your your husband or your wife, and a, a potential family. Things can cloud your judgment. The reality of that can make you can make you crazy, and I get that. I really do. But the, anyway, let me just get to you guys, uh, uh, Charles. I'm going to start with you. All right, going with these codes. If somebody was if somebody were to which is the basis of all Jedi Sith. Um, uh, uh, tenant, how are we'll start with the Jedi? How are they falling? Why are they fall, when they have? And we'll talk about Anakin Scott because he's got the best best of both worlds. He's got a he had a chance to grow up to some degree. Eight years old before he went to the to the temple. Then he had uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. He had you know he it's from the fiction we know that he had one on ones with some of the greatest. Masters of the order, and yet he can't get over his selfishness, his 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 need to fix, his need to put his hands on something and just make it happen. I think it's interesting that George Lucas wrote him as a fixer. You know, he wrote him as a a gifted fixer. He could physically put his hands on a machine and fix it. And here is something that he can't fix. When you're dealing with the Force, you can't put your hands on it and fix it, especially the future, which is what flipped him out to begin with. So let me ask you, Charles, what's the deal? Why, why all the falls? If this is such a, a powerful shield, what's going on? Is it the interpretation or is it the shield? Uh, actually, it's both. And I think George Lucas planned it that way. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, Look at these movies, right? Look at the the first three, the original trilogy, right? And who yep. is the hero? Luke Skywalker. Why is he the hero? Because he was raised in a loving family. He grew up only wanting the best for people around him. He was a bit of a brat, let's face it. You know, he he was whiny. But when push come to shove, he was a good guy. And he understood the power of love and kindness, right? The Jedi have purged all of that in the prequels. Okay, George Lucas is basically telling you this is why the Jedi are gone. And he starts out with the way he portrays the Jedi. We cannot rescue these slaves. That's not our job. Let's not get emotional about this, Derek. Let's not get emotional. It's not our job to free slaves. Our job is to go and do what the Council tells us to. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, that's how they fell. They fell because they didn't embrace the light side. They simply shut down the dark. They didn't become powerful masters of the force, masters of the light side. They became masters of no side. They learned to use the force with such detachment, with such removal, that when it came to humanity, they could not even relate to the wants of a little boy who was raised in slavery and was missing his mother. And that is why Anakin Skywalker falls. Because everyone he meets, all of these great masters, when he says, I miss mom. How could you look at a tiny, tiny person like that and tell them that is not okay? 
That is, you must purge yourself of that emotion. You can't do that. Not expect them to do anything but fall. And fall he did. You said something about personality. I was taking notes uh, about personalities being inborn. And that's a really good point. Look at Mace Windu, okay? It works for Mace Windu, having that dark personality, only, only because he is raised from before he has knowledge, before he has any impact on himself. The Jedi method works, but it robbed them of their humanity, and it robbed them of the light. So when the dark came, they could not see in the dark. How do you see in the dark without a light? You don't. They they weren't they were not light Jedi. They were simply Jedi. Light's not included. So that is uh all right, Allie, you gotta top that. <laughs> okay, well I agree much with what Charles said. In the military we have a word for that. It's called complacency. The system had gotten to the point where they were so used to just training people from a young age that they didn't even consider learning, actually learning, which, oh, by the way, ignorance yet knowledge, or there is no ignorance, there is knowledge. They didn't they didn't sit there and think about, okay, well, what if, what if we have this situation arise? You know, I know everybody hates the what-if situations, but sometimes they're good to think about. And sometimes it's better if you let them choose whether or not they're going to go on a path on one path or another path instead of just teaching them. That's why I don't support teaching the kids to be a Jedi from the very day that they're born. Teach them the world, yes. But let them decide if that's what they want to do with their life. Which is something else that you see that in school, too. When you go to a college, you pick your major. You pick whatever. uh, When you go to high school, you're usually able to pick out a bunch of courses that set standards, okay, you must have so many credits in science, so many credits in math, and so forth. You get to pick which which courses those are based on what you want to do later on in life, or what you want to explore. At least my high school you did. I don't know if that's nationwide. But that's what I'm saying, is that you you can't just sit there and think everything's going to be one way. That's complacency. And that's where the Jedi fell, was they became complacent, and they didn't they didn't actually learn everything they were supposed to. So in, all, in reality, they really weren't masters. I'll even go as far as to say Yoda wasn't really a master. He was I'd have to agree with that completely. Yeah, I agree, I, I agree with that completely. Okay, good. You guys, this is a good one. Uh, chaos. Take it, take it home. What do you think? When it comes to Anakin Skywalker, look, here's a guy, here's a, here's a person who didn't actually make a complete decision for himself till the end of episode six. Um, he had the arrested development of a freaking five-year-old. Uh, you know, I don't... Uh, I, I don't cut him any slack. I don't think it has anything to do with the Jedi. Like, he had many times where he had to make a choice. And this kid could not make a choice on his own to save his life until he was forced were backed into a wall, like when he killed the, the Tuscan Raiders. Well, he had been backed into a corner of such rage that he acted purely on instinct. When he saved his son, he was acting purely on instinct, right? One was a very good act, one was a very bad act, but he was literally backed into a corner to make a freaking decision. Uh, you know, he realized that in the world, things aren't perfect. 
and for that matter, neither are people. It doesn't matter how perfect the Jedi's training methods were. Nobody's perfect. Everybody fucks up. Some on really big scales. Um, you know, so he had a choice. He had a choice several times. He knew he loved this girl. He knew the order he was with. Didn't agree with it. So he had a choice. Leave the order, because they're not going to change. I think he would know, knew by episode three they were not changing for him. They just weren't going to. They were not going to change for him, no matter what he said. So I can leave with my life, my wife and kids and be happy. Or I stay, and, and his reasons for staying were ridiculous. Eventually, it became to save his wife, because he started having those dreams. Prior, prior to him coming back to Coruscant, I don't believe he was having dreams. He started having dreams about her dying when he got there. Um, and other parts of the fiction uh, allude to Palpatine performing rituals to put those dreams in his head as opposed to it being the Force, so fiction crosses over. Um, you know, so you never know what's uh, real in the fiction. But, like I said, he couldn't make choices on his own. You know, he, he wanted everything and... That just does not work. And, uh, you know, Yoda gave him an option, let go of everything he feared to lose. And, uh, you know, he had the option of just leaving the Order. Would he be less of a Jedi if he left the Order? Only to the Jedi, and who the fuck cares what they think? Um, you know, eventually he wanted to save his wife, but when he talked to Yoda, he realized he wasn't going to get that help because Yoda told him to just let go of it, quit holding on to that shit. So he wasn't getting help from there. Palpatine used that, but this guy never made an actual decision. He was always backed in the corners or, or manipulated. When he became a well, Jedi, you, you, he, didn't want to, he didn't want to leave his mom. He didn't. She said, no, you need to go. This is a good opportunity. So the decision wasn't entirely his when you look at it. He, he went because he wanted to please her, but he didn't want to leave her. Had it been up to him, he might not have never left. But nobody took an account for what he wanted, even himself. Fucking cut Mace Windu's hand off because he was finally backed into a corner, had to make a decision. You know, he 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 was he was a moron. The kid was a moron. He was irresponsible. He had no ethics or or decision making skills. I don't know what the hell the Jedi taught him except for the float shit with his mind. Yeah, you know, I I kind of have to agree with that. Like when you look at it from a when you look at it from an overview and you look at the and you take into account all the things that you read. This is what I came to, and and you make a lot of great points, Chaos. I came to the same conclusion. I'm like, what did he learn? What are they teaching this kid? Because when you see the fall, like a lot of people, if you when you listen as you listen to this 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 this, this broadcast, you have to understand. Like when you look at episode three, it, it all takes place really fast, and then when you read the book, you see that there's a lot more going on. Dialogue-wise, but also when you look at the whole uh, when you look at the whole Clone Wars, you look at you when you look at Anakin Skywalker from zero to sixty and all the media that 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 he's um, illustrated in, you're like, what the? F-? You're like, what the heck? What the? I don't. That's why his fall to me it shouldn't have happened. It 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 just shouldn't have happened, it, or it shouldn't have happened so ba- as bad as it did, and and. I think that this is such a good topic. Um, I haven't even scra- like we only scratched a little bit of what I wanted to cover today. So I'd like to do a part three if you guys are willing to do another show. Like uh, I think Chaos, your show is next next Sunday. My show is the Sunday after that. I would love to do a part three and sort of 
wrap up this and kind of move on to like Yoda and some of the other characters and sort of you know wrap that up. I would love for you guys to be there. I'll, I'll post all the appropriate announcements and all, send out all the emails. And all of you that are listening, we'd love to have you back too. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful topic. I think today was a great, great, great insight to a lot of the. And you're hearing, you're hearing these insights from people who practice the past. So it's, it's. Um, I think this is a wonderful thing. I really think this is a good thing. So we're going to stop it right here. We're going to pick it back up. Um, in two weeks and uh, try to bring it home, get it all wrapped up, and if not, we'll do another show. Um, but for right now, I want to thank Chaos. I want to thank Charles. I want to thank Allie for calling it. Allie, I know this was a pain in the butt for you to do this, so thank you so much for doing it. I also want to remind Charles, uh, Chaos, before you go, um, why don't you give a shout-out for your show? I think it's coming up next week, and if you already have a topic, you're free to kind of uh, let people know. Did he already hang ahead, out? Chaos drop. Go ahead, Charles. All right. Um, Wednesday, we got the Labyrinth coming up. We're going to be talking about rites of passage, the importance they play in our culture, and the fact that they uh, don't exist the way they used to, and what impact that's had, and how to sounds really like kind of sh- curve that. All right. It sounds like a good show. And then uh, Chaos has his show coming up. I don't know what that's all about, but you'll have to click the Knights of Awakening tab and check out the show specifics. And then we'll be back in two weeks to do part three of Jediism versus Sithism, back to basics. And we want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank all the, 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 the guests for finding the time. And I especially want to thank my brothers, Master Bane and Master Edge, Knights of Awakening, for producing this show and making this show possible for all of us. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful Sunday. Hey, Derek. Oh, yep, Allie. Just real quick, Charles and I were trying to figure this out. Could you tell us exactly what year Ashland Knights came online? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, (laughs) The first Ashland Knights was a pro pro boards. Remember the old pro boards? Remember those things? Yeah. Remember the old pro? Yeah, okay, so it was a a pro boards, and I want to say... It was 2002 or 2003. Okay, we were we were pretty close then when we said 2001. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I, see, I I always think it's, I, you know, I'm giving my I I I always want to say 2001 too. Because I remember I remember it was a was it wasn't it before September 11th? Because I think we talked about Derek, it, didn't we? I don't. Derek, yeah. it was early 2002 because I joined um, after uh, it. It was it was early 2002. Oh, you know what? Because you joined right when we launched, like right after we launched. You were one of our first students. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it was early two. There you go. Early 2002. All right, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I right, know that's guys. A random listen. question, but Charles posted up something. I've commented well, I'm glad you posed it. I'm glad you posed it because I struggle with that question all the time. Was it 2001, 2002? So I'm glad we I'm glad we got that taken care of. <laughs> so um, everyone have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Or you, you, Charles's show is on Wednesday. Chaos's show is on Sunday. And have a wonderful weekend. Thank you all for calling in and listening.